Season 3, Episode 3 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. On this episode, we are joined by Slade Jones, Neil Walter, and Cody Stockner, followed by a spotlight interview. It should be fun. Welcome to another episode of Talking Ball, y'all, and we're certainly excited to be here tonight. We've got a jam-packed episode. We have four interviews, so the roundtable section of this, Jeff's going to be a little reduced. I'm Clay Sweet, and as always, uh, Jeff Lysette across the table from me, the co-host and uh, producer of the podcast. Let's get right in uh, to the roundtable and kind of discuss Pearl River Community College action. Uh, the basketball team uh, last Thursday took a tough loss. I was actually there. Me and my son made the trip up on Valentine's. How romantic for my, my bride. You just, said, you just said you and your son. You, yeah. You nobody, nobody. <laughs> yeah, so – yeah, so that's what happened. <laughs> Valentine's, we went up and watched a little uh, basketball, and uh, Pearl River was on the wrong end of it. Uh, Gulf Coast, a very good Gulf Coast team, came over to Popperville and and really stole one, in my opinion. It was a well-played uh, ball game, but Pearl River had several chances at the end to win that one at home, wasn't able to do that, uh, but came back and won a game earlier this week against Southwest, so that sets up a big Thursday night matchup of this week. Meridian, it's going to be uh, sophomore night there at Pearl River Community College, so the basketball team kind of fighting for seeding here going into the end of the year, but Coach Oney and that group have had a great year. The Lady Wildcats dropped that same Thursday night uh, against Perk, came back and won at, uh, against Southwest. And so that's another, uh, when we talk seeding, the Lady Wildcats at 15-7 and seven on the year, 8-5 and five in, in region play. They need a win over Meridian on Thursday night. So that will be a big night of basketball action Thursday night at uh, Pearl River Community College. Yep, and a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, for 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 Pearl River Community College, both uh, men's and women's basketball coach on as you mentioned, uh, friend of the podcast had him on talking about uh, the basketball team, and uh, I haven't been up yet to watch a game with work and some other conflicts, but seeing the things on social media, the way they uh, hype up the games, the way they introduce the players, just everything. Uh, Coach Oni is won't you can see his fingerprint all over that program. Yep, if you can get there earlier and get, uh, Coach Fletcher and the Lady Wildcats hang around for the men's action, Coach Oni. Uh, me and my son were really just blown away by the experience. It was a, a great night, family atmosphere, but it's beautiful right. uh, facility there and uh, good basketball. Uh, speaking of beautiful facilities, uh, you were able to uh, check out the opener. Uh, for the baseball team, the baseball team actually dropped the one you were at, right. but have won five uh, straight since. So they're five and one on the year after dropping that uh, home opener that you were uh, attending. Uh, you and Ethan were at that ball game. But, Jeff, the fashion they're winning these ball games in, man, they are scoring a lot of runs. They're getting quality uh, pitching as well. Over the weekend, they had a ball game where they scored 23 runs right. in a game. And so that lineup is just loaded. That is a very good baseball team that uh, Coach Avalon is going to roll out. Well, and with the weather, as we're recording on a Wednesday night, the – the, the weather uh, on an outdoor uh, sports as baseball has kind of got things uh, kind of rained out, so to speak, you know, the, the rain and water everywhere. But, uh, yeah, they dropped that first one for the home opener. Uh, uh, Braxton Lee, former Wildcat, former uh, Rebel, threw out the first pitch 
uh, for the game, threw it to his uh, younger brother who caught the ball behind the plate. Just a, just a great atmosphere. And, and me and my son was blown away with the facilities. The people up at Perver Community College, the, the work and the construction that has been done uh, for the sports facilities at the Dub, named after Paul Paul, uh, Mr. Dub Herring, uh, great turf infield, uh, all grass outfield, but the turf looks uh, tremendous. Uh, new seating, new press box. Uh, so, President uh, Dr. Adam Breerwood and then uh, Sports and Information Director uh, Patrick Oates, friends of the podcast and, and friends of ours personally, uh, has done a great job up there uh, promoting their sports programs. And, and Coach Avalon uh, has to sit back and, and, and be blessed to see the atmosphere that has been created right there in Poplarville. Yep, a really cool uh, scene and a very good baseball team. Uh, softball program uh, under Coach White there for Pearl River Community College, currently sitting at 7-5. and five. Uh, They got a big sweep over against Baton Rouge, so that gets them to 7-5 and five currently on the year. Uh, two local Picune products really helping lead that softball program, uh, Taggart and Panero, a duo that uh, was very good at Picune High School, now doing the same on the community college level uh, for the Lady Wildcats. When we look at uh, college ball, uh, just to hit on a big matchup for our state, uh, Southern Miss will make the trip up. Uh, to Mississippi State, that will be two, three, and O clubs getting after it and start full baseball wise uh, this weekend. Hopefully, weather uh, permitting. Southern Miss got a big sweep over Purdue. Played really good baseball at um, the Pete over the weekend, and then Mississippi State opened the renovated uh, Duty Noble, and they did it in the fashion of a three-game sweep over Youngstown State. So that will be interesting. We'll be able to give you a report next time on the podcast on exactly how that went. Um, when you look major league-wise, uh, pitchers and catchers, and everybody has now reported for spring training. Baseball uh, spring training has started. We have the NBA All-Star uh, break is kind of what we're coming out of. And so that's where uh, the lay of the land is sports-wise, both locally and nationally. And so thank you for joining us. Hang around. These uh, interviews that we have tonight, three high school baseball coaches here in the county, and then Lavelle Johnson, a, a hoops guy who knows his stuff when it comes to the state of Mississippi. He'll give a report as we go into the state playoffs. He matches up um, – all the different teams and the ways that they may make runs here as we get into the high school ba uh, basketball playoffs. He particularly matches up with the Picayune women and men as they advance to the second round of the state playoffs. If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. Popperville head baseball coach Slade Jones joins the podcast. And uh, Slade, first year there with uh, Popperville. We certainly appreciate your time this evening. I know you're getting ready. I guess y'all's opener is tomorrow? Yes, as of right now, uh, with the rain and everything, <laughs> tomorrow would be opening day for us. Yeah, this weather stinks, man. But uh, just kind of, if you would, uh, Slade, give us a lay of the land there in Popperville as you've come on the scene and your expectations there as your first year head coach in Popperville. 
Well, you know, the expectations are always going to be high on top of it, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. Uh, uh, you know, we have some kids that, you know, have, have got to taste success in football, and, you know, those things are starting to spill over into other sports. So we're real excited about that stuff. Um, you know, we've got good players. Uh, what we have to do, though, is get those good players to translate into uh, winning close baseball games late in the year. Slade, when you talk about uh, some of that bleed over effect from the success and other programs, um, two guys that I'm going to mention just because they're real familiar to me covering that football program, and then you maybe can add some that I'm missing, but uh, Blaze Breerwood, a recent commit, uh, to Nichols, and then also Kanan Ray, I believe he's committed uh, to Gulf Coast Community College. Uh, those two guys, phenomenal football players, maybe even better um, on the diamond for you for you over there. Yeah, uh, you know, both of them handle the back well. I think Greerwood's going to have a breakout year this year. Uh, he does everything for us, defense. He swings the bat, handles it well. Uh, he's on the mound a little bit. Ray, as everybody knows, he handles that real well. Uh, Three sport guy. Uh, you know, Tyson Holston, he's a guy mm. who has already proven that he can perform on those big, you know, on that big stage in those big games. How'd I forget Tyson, man? I kicked my own self for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, those guys, as you've mentioned, and that, and building a setting the program the way you want it slay that culture too i mean i know we're talking about uh, bleeding over bringing that same mindset over to your side that's got to help as uh those three guys that you've mentioned leaders on the ball club uh coming into this year yes absolutely man. They, look, they've got a taste of success uh, they know what it is to compete and what we ask them to do is now they have to do it in baseball, which is a little bit more of a challenge because it's so negative in nature versus football. Uh, we know they can do it. Can they do it when things aren't going great? Because, you know, it's just it's built in the game and it, it won't always be great. So it's, it's really, we, you know, this is things that we touch on, you know, daily. I think that uh, they're up for that challenge. They're really good. And once again, we're joined by Slade Jones, Poplarville High School uh, baseball coach. And, and Slade, when – when Clay and I pull up to the facilities there on Friday night and we get up high above the press box and you've got the, the lights on the baseball field on there and, and there's no downtime for a high school baseball coach. You're constantly working on the field. And I, I want to give you props because, I mean, the field, uh, of course, that was back during the fall, but the field was gorgeous with, you know, with all the rain now. Some You may disagree with some of the water standing and, and the way the, the, the weather has been uh, here recently, but – uh, the most recent additions, you got some seats behind home uh, plate with a nice little press box right there. Uh, you know, your athletic director, Jonathan Ray, uh, giving support uh, to you. Talk about uh, the facilities right there. I, I, like I said, I know you've done a great job keeping up the field, and it's very impressive uh, to see the coaches out there actually working and keeping up the fields during the uh, offseason uh, to make a facility better for people coming up and wanting to play high school baseball. Yeah, man. We, we are, like you said, it is. It's a there is no downtime. It's a year long process. We got a great boost club. Craig Kynes, our uh, our second baseman. Uh, uh, he's our pre- uh, booster club president. He made those chair backs happen uh, with the help of the community college. 
Uh, and they, they, they've done a great job, man. Uh, our fundraisers are really, really outstanding. Uh, and, you know, we get a lot of support from the community, and it really couldn't get any better. Yeah, y'all do. Uh, Slade, you mentioned fundraiser, uh, Facebook, and then it's a, a raffle. Y'all raffle guns away. Is that one of the ways that uh, y'all raise some money there? Yeah, that 30 for 30 raffle, that's another uh, one of Craig Times' idea that, you know, really helps us. Uh, you know, it helps us with those chair back seats. It helps us with the field. We're able to buy the things that we need to make the field look uh, good and keep it up. Craig's as good a guy as you will find, too. So, yes, yeah, just great to have people like that involved in the program. Slade, when we look at um, y'all's schedule, let's look at district play and what you kind of expect to see out of your rivals, some of your district opponents this year. Well, you know, the district that we're in, it's, it's no secret. It's, uh, it's one of the more competitive, competitive ones. Uh, and we, we feel like we fit in pretty good in that district. Uh, I was talking with someone the other day about this. I think Popperville is the only one who hasn't won a state title in baseball yet in this district. So, uh, you know, we like it that way. And, uh, we feel, like I said, we, I feel like we, I think everybody does, you know, pretty much feel like we fit in in that district. Well, Slade, we know that uh, you're out there working even as uh, we speak tonight trying to see what this weather is going to do, but hopefully uh, y'all will be able to get underway tomorrow. We appreciate your time on game week, and uh, if you'll let us, we'll check back in with y'all later on uh, in the year, and we'll get up there and watch some Hornet baseball. Sounds great, Clay. Thank you. Thank you, Slade. The days of hiding your money in a mattress or burying it in the backyard are long gone. Our friends at Bank Plus can help you save for a rainy day. Hurry in and let their friendly staff help you with all your banking needs. Stop by any of their locations today at 115 Williams Avenue and 951 Memorial Boulevard in Picayune or 105 North Main Street in Poplarville. Bank Plus is more than a name, it's a promise. Coach, thank you for joining a podcast tonight and give us a chance to talk Pearl River Central Blue Devil Baseball with head coach Neil Walter. And coach, um, a big win to get the season started over Hancock. And so I wanted to call this a preview, but y'all got a game out ahead of us. So congratulations on that first win of the year. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. And it was a big one for them because there's uh, six of those nine that were in the lineup. That was uh, really about the the first time they've ever been starters uh, all in, you know, for a varsity team. So it was, it was big for them, I think, just uh, psychologically more than anything else. Coach, let's talk about that, uh, the success that you've had uh, there, one of state championship. Guys on this roster are part of that uh, state championship uh, that y'all won. But now, uh, not to rebuild, but you've got a much younger uh, lineup. How do those two kind of fit together? You know, you've got guys that aren't going to be satisfied in any way and reloading because they know what uh, that pinnacle is and then a great year. Uh, last year, how do you kind of balance the two? Well, we we talked about it a lot, and and uh, and of course it helps the guys. You know, there's some guys on the team um, that in fact started on that team with uh, Dunhurst and Trish, and, and Dean played a role pitching on that team. That they were around, so they know I'm not uh, you know full of it when I tell them this. That you know, on that that team in 17 when we won it. Now in 16 we went to South State. And we graduated nine seniors, 
six starters. We had three returners. That team, I looked at the other night, and I, and I was telling my assistant coaches, and I told the kids, that team in 17 that won it, when they started the season, six of the players in the lineup had 44 combined varsity backs. Hmm. Two of them had never had the varsity back. This team, six of our guys, have combined varsity back. And, uh, two of them, two of them have had throw it back, and two of them have had eight at back in their life. And so, you know, we don't have a whole lot of experience, but you're looking at in 10 games, we won't be able to say, hey, you've only had 42 varsity at bats. Hey, you know what? Combined, you guys have had over 200 varsity at bats. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, it was the same thing in 17. I'm not saying it's the same result, but I love the same result. But it's right. a different team, it's a different group. And there we had, you know, we had two solid senior pitchers to go along with the junior and Robinson. But, um, uh, you know, that team didn't have a whole lot of experience. But they started winning games early. They started getting confident, and uh, things just came together. So I, I think the big thing with these guys is they just need, it, as long as we can keep them confident and uh, just just believe in their abilities, um, that that you know they'll be fine. I'm not, I've never really been too big on a. On a guy, whether he's a senior or a freshman or whatever, I mean, I I'll start you. I don't care what grade you're in. <laughs> uh, you're either varsity or you're not varsity. It's as simple as that. Um, and, and I think all our guys are ready. They just haven't been able to get in there yet because the guys ahead of them were just so doggone good. Coach, and you've mentioned uh, not caring really where you were as far as class. Uh, Treat Dunhurst. These kids that you've mentioned that are now uh, seniors. They. They played when they were very young, so they've got uh, certainly a lot of reps there. And let's just just talk about the leadership on this club. Not big in numbers as far as that class, but uh, big in reps and uh, and wins. So let's speak to kind of the the player leadership on your club. Yeah, I mean it, it, the guys have been around it. You mean you look at like with the um, Dunhurst. I mean he's a senior, obviously, and treats a junior. But um, in the last three years uh, that Hayden's played, and he actually played as an eighth grader too. But but since he's been a, a ninth grade, he's been you know he's been on the field for twenty one playoff wins. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good season, right? You know that's a pretty good season. Mm. So they is even even the guys like Creed. I mean, as far as games played, they played a whole extra season. Really, when you think about it compared to a lot of the other folks when it comes to, uh, um, you know, just high school baseball games. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, shoot, in the last three years, we've played close to 110 games. Wow. So, um, you know, it, those guys, they've come, and they've been out there. I mean, Trey's been out there for, mm-hmm. for every one of them since he's been a freshman, and Dunhurst's been out there every one since he's been a freshman. Um, you know, we got a freshman in the lineup now. We actually played two the other night. Uh, defensively, I looked. Uh, I looked, and I mentioned to one of the coaches, you know, first base to third base. We're taking into the outfield the other night. I don't even know why I didn't do it on the floor. I'm looking into the outfield. We got seven guys out there taking into the outfield. Not one of them was a senior, and four of them were freshmen. Wow. Um, but uh, but you know, and, and that's the thing. I, I, I didn't even think about it until I saw them out there. We don't approach it like, hey, you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, or anything like that. You know. Uh, we prepare them and just tell them, hey, man, this, this is what you got to do. This is what varsity players do. 
and do it. We started an eighth grader, uh, or played an eighth grader in the Jamboree um, Saturday against East Central. Really good ball club. Um, so, so that stuff doesn't matter to me. And I think that helps the kids a little bit in that, uh, you know, it, they don't have that, hey, I'm going to wait around mm-hmm. with my turn mentality. And then my turn might be tomorrow. Right. And talk about, uh, Coach, if you would, that mentality at practice, too. Uh, if you're a sophomore and you think only junior seniors going to play, you may lay back a little bit, maybe not go as, as hard as possible. But what you've set up there is the best nine uh, getting a chance. And y'all's practices must be something else, huh? Yeah, and, and you know, they get after it, and we'll play them at also multiple positions. We don't, uh, you know, we're not we're not real shy about pulling the trigger on somebody either. Um, you know, if we think a kid can go play, you know, hey, just go out to left field and you talk to a kid, go, go there, and he's always played third base or second base or whatever. Um, he knows it's for a reason, and he's all night thinking, man, I got a shot. I mean, if they're moving me here, I got a shot. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and it, it, it's wide open. To do it. obviously the varsity before games the varsity guys are getting more reps, but uh, I think well I'll take one thing we do in practice we hit groups group one two three four and five and they move around in groups you're not in that group all year and varsity infielders are group one varsity outfielders are group two our first reserves are group three I go JV infield JV outfield and um, you talk about a, a kid getting pretty pumped up when he gets moved up to group three and back in fact you wouldn't think that's a big deal. But the kid gets moved up to group three in batting practice, and he, he's pretty pumped up. On the flip side, if you get moved down to group mm. four from group three or something, there's a little bit of pride in that, uh, and they, you know, they better take it serious in practice, or they're going to get moved around. And uh, how many reps you get depends on what group you're in. Yeah, was, it, I saw something on Twitter last night, coaching, and somebody was saying um, that you couldn't coach effort, and somebody came back and said, well, if you sit them, uh, for lack of effort, you certainly can get attention, and maybe that's a way of kind of coaching effort. And so I thought that was, you know, pretty interesting. Uh, they are just creating that competitive environment all the way around. Yeah, yeah I always say it's the best drill there is. <laughs> you, want, you, know, you, you, you want to get a kid to, to, you know, hit the ball, hit the ball the other way, and well, you just can't get it. You come up with all these drills. And so my hit coach will say, hey, let's try this, let's try that. Okay, and, and, and if they can't get it, then I usually get it done. I say, well, you're going to sit and you're going to watch this kid do it. And magically, they figure it out. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, that's a pretty good drill. I also think, I, yeah, I also tell these guys I've cured. It's amazing. I don't even have a medical degree, Clay. <laughs> I've cured so many kids from injuries. Because <laughs> when they're too hurt to practice, I say, well, you can't play at all either. And they just come back. I mean, I've had sprained ankles come back in two hours. <laughs> so, um, I, and I don't have medical, I don't even charge for it. You know, it's pretty hard. That's just, that's just how I am. Oh, mercy. Once again, we're joined by Neil Walter, uh, head baseball coach for the Pro Over Central Blue Devils. And, and Coach, you, you know, you and Clay uh, were talking there about the leadership. Uh, a small number of our seniors in leadership uh, experienced on the diamond, but not – to overlook your assistant coaches you mentioned them and man a lot of experience on your coaching staff one comes to mind uh Kane Stotzel great fantastic Mm -hmm. baseball player in his career on there and my son plays middle school football and got introduced to Ashley Grader who is I think is helping on the baseball and man Ashley Grader is a uh, Grader is a wealth of knowledge uh for baseball but talk, talk about your experience from your assistant coaches yeah, well, I mean, look, 
you know, Coach Dunhurst been with us the last seven years, um, and 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 he he's just a wealth of knowledge, and he helps the hitter. Uh, of course, you know, you know him, and he was the head coach at Big Una. He was on staff. I think their only state title there. So mm-hmm. there's a there's there's a Paul Pace question for for Terry, whoever asked him. Who, who has a state championship ring from Pickens and Purvis Central Baseball? There's only one person in the world. Eight you know, so so he has it. And Coach Hawthorne's been with, mm. with me the longest, and uh, I mean he can finish my thoughts, and he he does just an awesome job with those infielders. Of course, he played a, he played at East Central, and then Coach Grader, who we were just really lucky to get this year, and high energy guy, a lot of enthusiasm, and he handles. The hitters primarily now. Uh, we had to replace. Now we still had Kane on staff. We had to replace Kane's spot, although he's still there because at a new job, kind of inching toward that administration thing. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he might miss the first hour, hour and a half of practice. And I needed somebody there full time. Uh, so we, you know, we were able to. We were, I talked to uh, uh, Alan Lumpkin, and you know, we made it happen. And uh, it was just, it was just a great hire. And I'm glad they did it. He's he's been fantastic for us already, in just all phases of the game. Um, and you know, I tell you what, when you know, of course I'm older, I'm, I, I I played in college and pitched there, and, but I'm I'm 30 years older than these guys. <laughs> you know, Kane played and he's older. Bob played and he's older. You know, Colby's close. But he just, I should been. I mean, they know him. They know him. He just got done playing professional baseball. Mm-hmm. So he could say the exact same thing as one of the other guys. And and I think they just really, you know, it just kind of. And uh, um, uh, it, it, just, it, it just helps, I think, getting kids to buy in. Um, and us, us winning some games, too, has helped, obviously. I mean, it's. Absolutely. Shoot it! If, if you go, if you go eight and twenty-three years in a row, it's gonna be tough to get kids to listen to you. I know it's hard, and the thing is, you're, you're doing just as good a job as a guy that go twenty and eight. You just have different personnel, maybe. You know, you're, you're doing just as good a job, but it's hard to get kids to buy in. But when you've had a little bit of success, well, they they gonna listen to you a little bit more, and, and that's helped us a lot. So, you know, in addition to those coaches, look, and I say this all the time: those guys who played for us in the past that built this. Hmm. Man, they're just as responsible for, for our recent success than, as, as anybody. I mean, um, you know, the, the Dylan Spears, the Cody Dillon, people like that that could play. Lane Fazan, who, who we really hear who started turning it around. I mean, even if those kids don't know, they're partly responsible because they, they already entered into a program that, that, that was starting to rise anyway. Yeah, I thought it was uh, neat, and certainly all of those assistant uh, coaches and that brilliant staff you've talked about. But what it meant uh, for Colby in particular uh, to make it to that series and then to win a state championship, being a, a former Blue Devil player, uh, just a wow. motion to see was just really neat to see from his perspective. Yeah, we were all – I mean, we, look, we were all excited. Oh, I mean, it was, it was great. When, you, know, you ask each one of them, one of the greatest experiences uh, you, know, you know they've had, but – but for Colby, you know, it was obviously something a lot more special. You know, and Colby, Colby did play on on one of the playoff teams. I think there were in the first thirty one years there were three playoff teams, and he he did play on one of them. Um, but he also, I think, played on a, on, on a couple of teams that weren't so strong. Mm-hmm. So for him to see just the transformation, 
I, I just think was huge. And you know, he he and he was emotional, and that's great. And, that, and that's who he is anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what you know. He just that's an awesome coach because because he does bring so much passion to it. Coach, we talk about passion and emotion. What's it like? Uh, you've got a son that actually played some uh, last year as a, a really young underclassman. But what is it like to coach coach your son out there who's going to be, I think, a pivotal part of your club this year? But what's that like uh, for you? Well, it's, uh, you know, today, you know, obviously, you know, he's first born. I'm already looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping that he wants to play baseball, for one thing. And hopefully, he's, you know, he's good enough to, to make the team and so forth. Uh, so it's good, but I, I tell you what, who has helped me tremendously in that regard is is Coach Dunhurst. Mm. He has told me so many times. He said, "Look, Coach, I got him. Just just you, you go on over there and coach those other boys." <laughs> just sometimes I get a little upset with him. <laughs> you know, last year I, I forgot he was fourteen, and then they prayed last year mm. a few times. You know, I mean, uh, getting on him, and but uh, and he works hard, and he you know he brings back those other kids too, and. Uh, it, you know, it's awesome. All the kids, are, you know, I love being around them. But it, it's, it's going to be kind of nice. I'm sorry that, you know, if you would ask me this question in four years when he graduates, you know, shoot, I might be bawling on the phone, <laughs> you know, because it's over with. Hmm. But uh, but right now, he's young enough. It's still not great. He's a freshman. Um, that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's really not a whole lot different. Than, than you know when I'd coach him before and travel or, or whatever, but but it is something because uh, at least those other kids, if they make a mistake, kind of have to get on a little bit. At least they get to go home to someplace <laughs> I'm not. They can get away he's from you, huh, coach. Monday night when he's on first base, get that base hit up the middle, and I'm steady waving. And he peeks over his shoulder to see what's going on, <laughs> and then he really comes to third. And I, I mean, I don't think he got up out of the slide. I got him. What are you doing? You pick me up. That kind of stuff. Which that's fine. I'd have done it to anybody. The only difference is, if it had been somebody else, like I said, they ride the bus home. He had to get in the truck with me and drive home, and he had to hear about it again. So it's, <laughs> so it's a little bit different. But uh, um, I'm getting better at it. Like I said, that's uh, uh, Coach John Hirsch has helped me out. He's my mentor in that regard. And we, you talk about Coach Dunhurst. Let's turn our attention to Hayden. Uh, I'd be remiss to have a chance to visit with you and not talk about uh, Hayden mm-hmm. Dunhurst and uh, the player that he's become and the attention that uh, that play has gotten him. Uh, what's he like to uh, coach, and uh, what is his potential or his upside, Coach? Well, he, he, he works hard. I mean, he works hard not only just in practice. You know, if you have a kid, I, I compare it to like a – we were Saturday Night Lights in the fall, and I was talking to Coach Teal at school. I was like, man, can you believe these guys were the best team in Texas, number one team in the nation, man? They had a linebacker who weighed 185 pounds. He said, well, Coach, that was 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 30 years ago, you could go to practice, work hard, and be one of the best players. Now – you have to go to practice, work hard. Then when you get home, you have supper, and then you go out to the shed and you keep working. Um, I mean, and that's just the way it is. The game has changed. All, all the high school athletics has changed, and, uh, and he does that. I mean, he's constantly working if, if you're around. And I'm not talking just playing, but uh, he works in the weight room. 
He goes out and works on his swing. It's simple things. It's just a little thing. Um, and, and as far as his uh, upside, it's tremendous. We have a uh, we have scouts for all the practices. We have mm-hmm. scouts. Yesterday it's raining. We're just in the cage, and, and we have a uh, we have scouts, mm-hmm. and they're just videoing. And and the, and the other kids, I mean, they're all very supportive of them. It doesn't interrupt practice. Doesn't disrupt anything. And they act like you know, there's nobody there. It's not like it took anybody by surprise. But um, he is a. Uh, He's just a really good player, even a better young man. Um, he'll be successful whatever he you know he ends up doing in life. But I think there's a pretty good chance uh, he's got a bright future in baseball. Uh, you know, um, at, at the worst, he's going to Ole Miss mm-hmm. on scholarship to play baseball, which is, which is pretty good. Uh, you know, bad case. You know, worst case scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, I think that. Uh, I think that whoever gets him is going to end up with a, a team leader and a um, great defensive catcher and a guy who can swing a little bit. And, uh, you know, he does all that stuff for us. Been doing it for uh, well, this is the fifth year now with our high school team. And, uh, I, you know, I'd say, well, you know, take it for the pitchers in, in 2017. They would be pitchers. But I wonder how many. 5A baseball teams won a state title against a 13th-ranked team in the nation with a right of 76. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. our pitchers do a good job, but he, I think, him behind the plate, they're a little bit better with him. He gets stuff and settles them down. He's been any job he's gotten older of being able to recognize, you know, like, I mean, at the bullpen Monday night, talked to the team about his changing and what he's doing. And just getting out, he's getting under a little bit. But for but for an, an eighteen year old kid to recognize mm. that is advanced anyway. Um, and he's a, he's a team guy. He's a team player. Uh, but, but I think you know, I understand. I, I, he great potential. I know he's the he's the ranked as the number one perfect game. Uh, I saw it today. Mm-hmm. Perfect game has him ranked as the number one high school catcher in the nation. Wow. Um, and the number one catcher in. Uh, in uh, in Mississippi, obviously, um, and I think the 37th maybe high school baseball player in the nation. Now, to us, he's the first, but uh, oh, but they, they got him up there. And and I tell you what, we're talking about the entire country, a little bitty old state of Mississippi, less than three million people in it, and and and, and we got a kid like that in County. That's something. That's something special. Absolutely. It's something to be celebrated regardless of, in my opinion, of who you pull for. Or what If you don't get out to career and watch that young man play some high school baseball, uh, shame on you if you live within uh, driving distance of it. Um, Coach, let's talk um, your schedule, and uh, we're going to have Cody on here in a little bit, but let's kind of talk about that district uh, that y'all will compete in. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's it's – it's loaded up year in and year out. Uh, Hattiesburg, I, I believe, is probably just going to uh, reload. Y'all, to hear you talk, you, you don't look to fall off much. Just kind of talk about the district y'all compete in. Yeah, and it's – it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough district, and it has been for the last uh, four years in a row. I think it's the best 5A district in the state. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as falling off, you know, I don't, you know, I know uh, us and Hasbro lost a lot of players, mm-hmm. lost an awful lot of players, and they lost a second round draft pick. <laughs> in addition to the kid that went, to, uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. four other kids that, that played college baseball, all at good programs. 
but you know, I think both teams will be competitive because they have a you know winning tradition, and the kids, you know, Joe's gonna have them kids playing hard, and they believe in themselves. Uh, you know, our kids are gonna play hard no matter what the outcome, and and as long as they can keep you know confidence and believe in themselves, they'll be fine. But you know, Pekin has a ton of uh, of experience returning. You know, they they are kind of the same boat. They had a lot of those kids. I mean, like last year when they start four sophomores, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and maybe a junior, it's like five underclassmen started, probably six or seven of them got significant playing time. Um, North Pike, uh, they lost the killings with kid pitching and the offered kid had surgery, but they still, I mean, I think they only had three seniors starting for them last year. So, you know, those kids, uh, those kids have a year of, of this district, uh, and, you know, this experience under their belt. And and they're going to be tough out. I mean, they were a team that finished three and six, and they were still only losing games by one or two runs when they lost. And that's just how you know how tough the district is. Um, usually, you're just you know there's going to be some games to get away from you, but they're going to be tight games. They're going to be hard fought games. Um, so it you know it, it's wide open, and they there's going to be uh, you know the Rasco kid from from uh, Habsburg. They clocked him at ninety four in the state finals. Mm. Well, so he's back. Mm. Um, they got a lefty Burkett. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, North Pike, they got a couple lefty arms that'll be pretty solid. We had Dean back, and we're, mm-hmm. we're developing number two and three. And, and the Williams kids look good for us so far. You know, Luke Smith and Logan Ledette have a lot of experience there in a pick you. So you're going to see good pitching tonight. Um, and, and I, you know, I told the boys the other night, it, 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 high school baseball is not like Major League Baseball. You know, that, that game is won by somebody makes a mistake and three run home run. The high school baseball is about who makes the least amount of mistakes. And it's a lot easier to make a mistake on the ground ball to shortstop than it is a fly ball to right field or a fly ball to left field. And and, and the other night, you know, we didn't make an error. We threw strikes mm-hmm. and we hit the ball on the ground. And you can win games like that. We didn't, right. I didn't say anything about hitting home runs or mm-hmm. hitting doubles off the wall. That's at a different level, you know. Um, but uh, so I think the team that can just minimize mistakes is the team that wins each night. And, and of course, when you're talking minimizing mistakes, experience usually comes into play there. Right. Um, so um, you know, us and Hasbrook may be a little bit behind in experience, but we'll get that in the preseason. Or you know, and that's basically what this is: mm-hmm. first 10, 11 games preseason, and uh, and see what happens. Like I said, I. I look forward to it. Um, I know we were in district uh, in 14 and 15 with, uh, and we had a really good team in 14. I mean, really good. They, I think they were as good as the team in 17, but we played with matches and, and Wingfield and Brookhaven. And in and, and 18 games in two years in district, we played 17 five inning games hmm. and won seven inning game. And it hurt us come playoff time. Yeah. Because we never, we never really had to compete during the year. Um, you know, this district now, there's going to be a good team that doesn't make it. Mm. There was a good team that didn't make it last year. Picking didn't make it. They were a dang good team. And I can promise you, they would have won one of the districts. Right. And they'd probably been second in the other two districts. Um, there's going to be a team this year that doesn't make it. And they would win one of our districts in the South. Yep. Um, that's just the way it is. I'd rather have it that way than you just walk through and then you're not prepared for playoff time. Um, but, you know, you're not going to see 
any better pitching in the playoffs than you saw every Tuesday and Friday during the year. Uh, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree completely, Coach. Coach, we appreciate uh, your time, man, and we wish you uh, continued success there with Pearl River Central. And we hope to be able to check back in with you uh, later in the year if you'll be willing to come back on with us. Absolutely enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Neil. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, river, roll. Cody Steigner joining us to talk baseball. We had him on as uh, kind of our football guy there for Picayune Maroon Tide back in the football season. He is the head baseball coach for Picayune Maroon Tide. And uh, Cody, always good uh, to visit with you, my man. Thank you for taking time for the podcast. Hey, no problem. Really enjoy it. Uh, really enjoy you know listening to all the different podcasts and what y'all do for sports in and around our community. That's very nice of you, Cody. Cody, let's get into it, man. Uh, this was going to be a preview, and then due to my poor planning, Jeff tried to bribe me to do this a week earlier, and I didn't. So y'all have actually started. Congratulations on a 1-0 and record as you uh, get a win. I guess that was two nights ago behind some strong pitching um, from Luke Smith. But uh, just congratulations on the 1-0 and start. I appreciate it. It's always good to win the first one. Absolutely. And now, uh, if Mother Nature would cooperate, we could get some uh, more baseball played. But let's talk about your team this year, Cody. Just, if you would, speak to the makeup of the roster. Um, just looking at it on paper and following you all the last couple years, it looks to be uh, in a sweet spot this year to be a good mix for some guys that have uh, gotten some reps now, and maybe you can start to lean on them a little bit. Yeah, we got uh, we got a roster of twenty five, uh, real you know four seniors, a uh, really big junior class, uh, you know semi decent size sophomore class, and a pretty decent sized freshman class. Um, we got a lot of experience returning this year, something we haven't had the last two years. You know, uh, we got a lot of juniors that had a lot of saw a lot of quality playing time last year as sophomores. Uh, I believe five or six of them started just about every game for us last year. Um, we return uh, an all-district right fielder, Kyle Laga. He's a senior. Uh, he'll be back in the leadoff spot for us, back in the outfield for us. Uh, expecting big things from him. Uh, he's one of those guys we had last year. You know, we didn't know much about him. And then we put him in the lineup after about the fifth game, and he never came out. I mean, he, he produced for us, and we're expecting that from him this year. Uh, one guy I'm really excited to get back this year uh, is one we got back this year also in football, which is uh, Javante Raymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't get to play any of his junior year uh, through some injuries, but uh, we're excited to have him back. He adds a spark to our lineup for sure. Uh, definitely some gap to gap pop, and uh, with the potential of losing one every now and then. Uh, but uh, we're, you know, we're pitching staff wise. We're looking at uh, we got Luke Smith. Uh, he saw a lot of quality innings last year. Did a great job for us. Uh, he actually. Monday night against Patrick Stan uh, had 12 strikeouts in five and two thirds. Mm-hmm. 
We also have, uh, we're going to rely on Logan Ledette, uh, Trey Wells, Chad Dutton had for Austin Samples, Kate Turnage, uh, the list goes on. Like, we have a lot of guys we've been working since January, uh, to eat up some innings for us. And, uh, we're not going to be overpowering, say, velocity wise with our pitching staff, but I think we have the makeup of guys that are going to keep us in ball games just by throwing shots and keeping people off base. Um, defensively, you know, we, we work, we work hard every day on, when we can get on the field, obviously. Right. Uh, on our defense, you know, we, we want to take, we try to take pride in being, being one of the best defensive teams in the state. Uh, because, uh, I really believe this year, I, you know, we can swing a little bit. Uh, just from judging mm-hmm. from, uh, Jamboree in the first game. And, and, and it's hard to really judge off of three games, but I'm just going off of inner squads and practices. Just, uh, balls sound a lot different coming off our bats this year. I, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Cody, when you talk about uh, the sound of it, you mentioned uh, Raymond, who I believe is batting in the middle of that lineup, um, your leadoff guy coming back. Talk to us about Chad Stockstill in the year that he had uh, last year, the pop that he showed and what he's going to be able to return to that lineup. Well, last year, you know, Chad was still, you know, wet behind the ears last year as a sophomore. Uh, I believe he had a 450 batting average, six home runs with 30 RBI, 24 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a big presence there at the plate, and and uh, he's just when he gets a hold of it, he can he can he can hit it a long ways. And uh, what we saw from him though, both since the fall and uh, beginning of this semester, is how much he's matured as a hitter. Um, he's able to go gap to gap now. He's not just trying to pull off the baseball. Um, uh, Saturday in the Jamboree, and he hit a, 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 a good breaking ball that was down in the zone, 390 feet off the bottom of the wall in Biloxi. Mm. So that's just going to show you that he's, he's, he's maturing as a hitter. He's not just able to hit fastballs and turn around the state. Uh, he also did hit a mistake, probably one of the first home runs I've seen in a long time uh, in Biloxi against Lawrence County. His, uh, but he's he, he's a special talent. He also stole a couple of bases for us. A lot of people don't know it, but Chad can run. Good uh, athlete, then. He's a, he's a good athlete, and you know we're hoping that he continues to get better because he uh, he uh, he's a big time spark for us in all that lineup. Um, but uh, you know I have a feeling he might not get pitched you some this year, but that's okay. So I feel like we got the guys around him now this year that that help make up for that. Cody, I know uh, as a coach, and I know you're an optimist uh, just from time being spent around you and from doing this and the way that you talk about uh, the programs that you're coaching with, but there seems to be a different feel, a different buzz, even a a, a different um, sound in your voice tonight about this club. Uh, what are the expectations? I mean, I know you all have started out 1-0, and but what are the expectations for the team this year? Well, uh you know, we we talked about that at the beginning of every year. Team, and of course, ultimate goal is to win the state championship. But we're going to take it one game at a time. You know, we we want to win every one of them. And and of course, we we, we were fortunate enough we won the first one. So now we have that chance. Um. So but our eyes are set on. We we missed the playoffs last year. Our, our goals are set on winning the district, but also just making the playoffs and getting the chance to get in and play for the ultimate prize of state championship. Um, but like the other buzz is, you know, there's, it's always good when you have a lot of experience on the field mm-hmm. and 
And even though we're still sort of young with a lot of juniors playing, a lot of them have a lot of quality at bat, quality innings from, from a year ago. And uh, that experience of just playing, to me, goes more than just practice time. It's Because uh, it's, just, it's just like anything else, just football, basketball. you got to get in there and, and get in the mix and, in order to get a feel for everything and be comfortable. And, and uh, so I believe we're going to be on the right track. I do too, Cody. And when you look at this roster, something that jumped out at me, and uh, maybe it's there every year and I just didn't pay as much attention to it, But uh, and you'll be able to point some stuff out if it's there, but uh, some of the pedigree that goes along, uh, maybe not actually with these guys, but the families around. When I look at Luke, I automatically think of Jake and uh, his experience and what his, uh, I guess that would be his uncle Jake. I'm going to mess up these family ties, but a close associations there. You mentioned Trey Wells, uh, Heath Stevens, the success, the family relation there uh, that he had. When I think of uh, turnage behind the plate, I automatically think of Jared Bells and that family relationship. How does that kind of tie in to – to know, you know, what Picune baseball trying to get back to maybe the level that I think many think that it should be and that some of these guys have direct ties back to uh, whether it be uncles uh, or family members that kind of walk through that. Am I reaching there to think some of that, Cody? No, and, and, and of course those three guys you named were pretty dang good ball players that come through here mm-hmm. and uh, played at a time when, when, when Picune baseball was – was uh was on top was one of the top programs in the state and uh you know and that, that pedigree goes a long way these guys you know the Muslim uncles that's all their uncles and you know they they've heard about them playing so they might have seen them play um and it's you know I think they want I think they want what they have mm-hmm. these guys we have now and what what we're always trying to do is too is we're saying one what they have would be better yeah. and this group of guys we have I think they're striving to be better. Than what's come before them, and uh, like man, I I can tell you so many funny. This group we have right now, they're the most laid back, fun, big hearted, caring group I think we've had in a long time. Like these guys, they gel with each other, they they hang out. I mean, they they all came to my house for the Super Bowl. I mean, well, excuse me, not the Super Bowl, the the, the Saints game when you know the infamous no call, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were all over here. We were watching the game. <laughs> And, uh, you know, rooting for the Saints. And then, of course, you know, we know what happened on that one. But, yeah. But, no, they're, like I said, they, they just want to, they want to, they want to not be those guys. I think they want to be better. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, we're always wanting to be better than somebody that came before us. Right. And when you got that trait, that, that, that pushes you harder every day. Good group of kids, too. Can't speak to the, to, individuals but some that i've uh had been fortunate enough to actually uh teaching sunday school cody and that's a good group of youngins man that uh, that y'all have got out there now so i look forward to seeing what all uh they can accomplish um when you look at strengths cody i know we've kind of uh, bounced around on some things but uh, in a couple months, if we visit and you're where uh, this club wants to be, what what do you think will be some of the strengths that you'll look back over on the season and say, man, we did that really well this year? Well, I think I, – I really believe, you know, one through nine, we've got a lot of depth this year coming off the bench to hit. We, it, it, it's tough on me to find the, the right nine now mm-hmm. to put in line to hit because obviously you've got to score runs 
to win baseball games. I mean, you need good pitching, you need good defense, but you still got to score more runs than the other team. Right. And we have 12 to 14 guys that could play at any given time that it could be in a lineup. So it, it is good competition. It's good for us because it's making whoever we, whoever I believe is the best nine at the time is making them better because they know they've got to perform or we got somebody else that can step up and do the job. And so to me, our strength is our, our depth on offensively, really. Um, our pitching, we've, we've got great, we've got good pitching. I'm not saying so much, we don't have a lot of depth pitching, but we have good pitchers. Um, but I believe we're going to score some runs, and, and, and you know, there'll be some games where, where we might face somebody and they'll have our number. But uh, it, these guys, it's, it's so hard because we go from one day to another, and you can't tell, say, for instance, we had a bad day on a Monday to a Tuesday. You can't tell that mm-hmm. you can't tell if we had a good day on a Tuesday, we go to Wednesday and even have a better day. They're, they're different, they're, they're always striving to take advantage of every day. Absolutely. Once again, we're joined by uh, Cody Stogner, head baseball coach at the Picayune Maroon Tide. And, Cody, we uh, we know that you can't do this alone as the head coach. Talk about the supporting staff you have in that uh, clubhouse, in the in the locker room, uh, both all, uh, assistant coaches and then also booster staff, to, about the supporting cast that you have as a whole for that baseball program. Now, I'm glad you asked this question because I was just getting ready to bring it up. I believe I have the best staff in the state, hands down. Uh, got Drew Esslinger, who's our pitching coach. I mean, this guy, day in, day out, he is a, you know, he's a, he's a workaholic. He is so good with our pitchers and just, and, and everything from fundamentals to their expectations to keeping them healthy uh, and just flat out wanting to win. Uh, and then Evan Nicholson's our hitting coach, and just the the, the the amount of work that Evan puts in is is, is undescribable. I, I can I can just go on and on and on because he does so much behind the scenes that doesn't go unnoticed by me. But it, it, you know, a lot of people didn't see it from the outside. Hmm. He's our hitting coach, and the the, the the way he's got our kids attacking the baseball, knowing uh, pitches, seeing the ball through the zone, and and uh, our approaches we're going to have is uh is is the reason we're going to be successful on offense. It's uh it's all because of the stuff he's doing and and this year we got you know my one of my best friends from from just probably the time I was five years old uh, mm-hmm. Richard Impulse that got helping with us. Um, he's able to come out and help you know give us his time you know whenever he needs to. He just had a little baby, mm-hmm. but uh, having him back has just been tremendous because you know there's. There's so much. He, he to me, he's the best baseball player I've ever played and never been around. So having when you have somebody like that around, you know, to to help show and, and teach and 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 also just help me, you know, it, it, it makes me a better coach and it, and it makes us a better team. Um, but our booster club, then I, I can't say enough about them. These these guys, they 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 are 100% for the kids on the team. Uh, we got. I, I really don't want to name everybody because I don't want to leave anybody out. But just one of the stick guys, you know, Amy Smith, Jared Wells, uh, Miss Kim Ledette, uh, Chad Dudenheffer. Uh, these people, they 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 do a lot for our team, and uh, we're really appreciative of all the stuff that they do, just from fundraising to 
making sure our boys are taken care of, making sure if I need something, I can call them right away and we get it. Um, and to me, that's those 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 things are important in order to have a successful baseball program. Uh, that's one thing I said, you know, two years ago is, is I wanted to get picking baseball back to where picking baseball used to be. Mm. And it's not just going to be anything I'm doing. It's going to take me having a great coaching staff and as long as uh, the people surrounding us, like our booster club. Yeah, which is what you saw. I mean, you've been to the a pinnacle part of that uh, state championship uh, club for uh, Picayune as a catcher uh, for that club, and now the head baseball coach there for Picayune Maroon Tide. So you know what that looks like, uh, Cody. And uh, really, I can really see it trending definitely in the right direction. I love the buzz that's created in a community uh, right now and the expectations for this group. Let's look, Cody, at your district. Uh, You know, we can look at the play now, but next time we visit we'll probably be in district play. And this is an awfully tough uh, district. We don't shy away from uh, talking about that. Uh, We just got off the phone visiting with uh, head coach up at Pearl River Central, Neil uh, Walter, about – the same topic. We asked him the same uh, question, and he gave uh, your group high expectations coming into the year. But just talk about this district that you'll be asked to compete in, Cody. Well, I mean, if you think about the district, the last two 5A state champions mm-hmm. have come from to pretty much sum it up. We, we've got probably, to me, the toughest district in all of 5A. Same thing I, I really Neil said. That. I really believe it, hands down. Um, they did graduate some players, but they're they're good for a reason. They're going to have more players, you know. And uh, we were able to see uh, PRC player tonight. I was, I was really impressed with them. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, Hattiesburg uh, graduated a lot of players, uh, but I mean, it's still had They're still Hattiesburg. They're 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 a story program. They're a, they they got strong tradition there. Um, and the North Pike, uh, I, I'm, you know, North Pike is a little, they're still, they, they beat us all three games last year. And so I, you know, I'm not knowing what to expect from them. They graduated a few players, but I don't know them as, enough. Like I know Hattiesburg and, and PRC to know what they have coming back. All three of those schools have to me, probably the three best coaches in the state of Mississippi. They are top-notch, they run great programs, and they play hard for And to me, those the, when you get kids to play hard for you, it's hard to beat somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we're trying to match that intensity uh, with them uh, in order to compete. And, and, it, and it's fun. You know, to me, we, we wouldn't want to play in a district where you're playing against the best uh, for three game series. Uh, it makes it more fun. It makes everything more enjoyable. Like I said, it's it's it's, it's always going to be tough in our district. There's no there's no gimme games. There's no uh, there's no just show up to the park and you're going to win. You got to bring your you got to bring your lunch pail and and uh, get ready to work. And it's going to always be a fight toward the end of every game. It's why I'm going to come down toward the end of the district uh, games. Uh, you know, playoff seating. Uh, but like I said, it's 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 uh we're excited about this year. Uh, we're excited about the team we have going into this district. Um, but we're not taking anything lightly. We're not taking anything for granted, and we're definitely not going to uh, disrespect our opponent. Cody, man, we look forward uh, to seeing how the season 
uh, plays out for y'all, and we look forward to visiting with you. Uh, when when y'all get into district play, we uh, plan to visit back with you if you'll come back on uh, with us. But we certainly appreciate your support of the podcast, man, and your time, Cody. Hey, right, no problem. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Hey, folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. Mugshots Grill and Bar is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Mugshots is a place with great food, good drinks, a sporty atmosphere, and prices that keep the customers coming back for more. Visit one of their 17 locations throughout Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Mugshots Grill and Bar, every sports fan's destination. We're fortunate enough tonight to be joined by Lavelle Johnson, and Lavelle's got his uh, ear to the ground, so to speak, on high school basketball in our fine state. And Lavelle, if you'll just tell our listeners who maybe aren't familiar uh, with you or your work, exactly what you do and how they can find you before we kind of get into the the meat of this uh, basketball conversation we're going to have. Okay, well, my name's Lavelle Johnson. I cover high school hoops here in Mississippi. Um, I do a recruiting service as well as just correspond um, with uh, my my own site and a couple of other sites um, in the southeast area about high school boys basketball here in Mississippi. I've been been following well, I've been following for a long time. I've been corresponding online on, on the internet for over tw- uh, for almost twenty years um, since the, since the late nineties. Um, doing um, corresponding writing stories and kept following player rankings for for those twenty years. And um, you can I, I, my my site is Mississippi Hoop Report, which can be found at um, www dot mshoopreport dot dot com and um I, I also work closely with Claude Francis Hoop Scoop Online and the guys out in in Georgia with Hoop Scene Online and as well as I've worked with Rivals dot com in the past also um, I, I cover I try to keep my my um, ears open and nose to the grindstone here on what's going on with high school hoops here in Mississippi and follow the players and the teams and just keep abreast of what's going on. Yeah, and Lavelle, certainly uh, myself and Jeff here, uh, the host of this podcast, we appreciate the information. You know, football is is, is kind of king, but I'm a basketball guy, so it's neat uh, to be able to follow you and see what you have out there uh, about basketball. It's kind of, in my mind, underreported and under uh, covered for the fine product that's put out here in the state. And let's get right in uh, to talking basketball. Of course, this this podcast is uh, hosted and recorded out of Picayune, and both Picayune men's and women's club have advanced to the second round of the state playoff. Let's start uh, with the women's action, and uh, Picayune will go to that second round and have to face a West Jones team, uh, Lavelle. And if what I'm seeing online, this is going to be a scary matchup uh, for Picayune as West Jones has put up unbelievable numbers so far. Yeah, well, yeah, they they have a uh, big task in front of them. Um, West Jones is the number one ranked team in 5A and the number and um, in the um, mid state rankings that um, the Brandon Shields does on Mississippi Gridiron. They're the number two team in the state, girls team in the state overall. Mm. Uh, they've got a 26 and 0 record. Um, they've been pretty strong this year. Of course, they were the state runner ups last year. 
lost a one-point game to Hattiesburg in the state championship game uh, uh, that went right down to the wire last year. They've been, they've been very consistent over the last few years. Um, you know, they're, 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 they've got a strong program down there. And um, uh, they, uh, like I said, Picayune ladies do have a tall test coming their way on Friday night. Well, let's look for uh, – I know Coach Bush will have his group uh, ready to roll. That's just like you've said and I've said, simply going to be a tough task. Let's look uh, to the men's action. Picking going to go on the road uh, to a Wayne County club. Wayne County with a 17-11 and 11, uh, record as they await Picking on Saturday night. Um, well, you know, Wayne County was a 5A quarter finalist last year. Um they welcome back quite a bit of quite a few of the guys, three starters and the number of guys that played a lot coming back this year. I actually ranked them preseason. I thought they would have a little bit stronger season. They've been a little up and down. Um, but you know, it seems like they've turned it on right here at the end of the season very well. Um, but I do think that it's, it, you know, it's not as tall a test as the ladies are facing in, in, anyway. And I think it's a winnable game for the picking you and me. And I've watched both. I've seen both teams this year. I've seen Picayune a couple of times, and I've seen uh, Wayne County play. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're similar in size. Uh, Wayne County does have a 6'6 kid down there and a 6'5, but, they, you know, uh, Picayune has solid size. Uh, you know, I, I honestly say this, the best player on the floor will be um, – the best player on the floor will be you all's uh, point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold kid, huh? Yeah, Marvin Arnold. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll be the best player on the floor, but – uh, Wayne County has a number of, you know, they, they, they're, they're, like I said, they're a veteran team. They welcome back. They start, um, they start, I think, um, a couple of seasons, a couple of, they've got a couple of, they, they're guard heavy for their scoring. And, um, they'll, you know, those guards, they, a lot of the scoring comes from their guards. And they were, they got veteran guards back who all played quite a few minutes last year. But, uh, I definitely think, um, I really think this is a game that could come down to the wire. Um, Picayune's played a schedule that I don't think they're going to be intimidated going on the road over there to Wayne County. Uh, so I really expect this to be a, a very good game. I really expect it to be a very good game and a winnable game for Picayune. I look at it uh, the same way, uh, Lavelle. When you look at uh, – I always kind of look at similarities in teams that uh, have played and – Wayne County beat North Pike earlier in the year, and of course that's a common opponent with Picune, and Picune swept yeah. North Pike uh, in district play. But they lost to Wayne County, did to Hattiesburg twice, and so uh, Picune was actually able to get Hattiesburg earlier in the year. And so some of those uh, games lead you to believe that Picune certainly has better than a fighter's chance there on the road in Wayne County. And you mentioned uh, seeing uh, this Picune club. Coach Eric Vianney um, has done a, a fine job this season along with his staff. But I would I'd, I'd ask you to uh, just kind of speak to Mo Arnold's play, uh, the guard that you mentioned earlier. Well, I'm, I'm very impressed with Mo. I, I got a, a very uh, a small glimpse of him last year. Um, and I, I, I made it a point to try to see you guys play a couple of times this year. And I got a chance to see him play um, – I saw him at the. Uh, I saw them play twice uh, at the um, at the um, Christmas tournament in Gulfport, and then I saw them again at the uh, Hoops Fest in uh, on, on the coast. And um, I was very impressed with Marvin. He's uh, you know he's had a great uh, command of his team. Um, uh, I'm very um, good ball handler, able to get where he wants to on the court. A very good passer, able to score it, sticks to open, sticks to jumper. 
um, you know, uh, uh, got good size. I really, I really think he could be a steal for 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 one of the um, lower level Division One schools here in the South. Um, you know, I, I definitely think he's a Division One caliber player. I know it's sometimes it's hard to be found in the in the um, you know in, in the small in the towns here in Mississippi. You know. Um, but I, I definitely, I, you know, I love him. He'll be rising. He'll be one of the big risers in my player rankings when I release the player, my updated Mississippi player rankings at the end of, after the season. He'll be one of the guys that, that makes a big rise in my player rankings. Yeah, just really, really smooth uh, player. And as you said, uh, fun to watch. So let's look around. Um, the and, and I want to also say that, that I, I, I talked to, I, I, that I found out that he's a very good student and a great young man also. I want to definitely throw that in with there. He's a, 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 a scholar, a scholar student also. Yeah, just a, a sweet-natured uh, kid, too fun to be around. Let's look around, Lavelle, at the um, other schools. Um, let's start maybe in that 6A uh, rank and who you look to make a run uh, towards the big house and maybe uh, win it all at that 6A level. Maybe throw some uh, teams, some names out at us. Well, in 6A, you know, you you have to start with Biloxi down on the coast. They've been very strong all year. Their only loss came when they didn't play any of their starters in, that, in a game against Harrison Central. They rested them at the end of the season. Uh, they only lost in 41-38. They've been very strong, pretty dominant down the, on the coastal area. Haven't traveled out that much and played. They went over to Alabama and won some games, but haven't traveled up north much. But um, you know, they they they've been very they've been very good all year. Been right there at the top of the rankings. They're they're big, they're deep, um, you know, uh, um, they're quick and athletic, um, and they're well-coached. Seba Windham uh, does a great job with them. Uh, they, you get in it, when you start talking about 6A, you've got to start with them. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their biggest challenge seems to be Starkville, um, another team that is consistently at the state tournament. has been very good. Um, they were in the semifinals last year. Um, he's got a very solid team. Uh, there's they, only got one loss on the year, also, uh, and they, they they've been very good and, and quite dominant later in the season up north. Um, they they they've got they've got some really good handy wins. Um, they're uh, they're they're a team that they kind of they're 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 the epitome of what you call a team. They 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 do it as a team. They share the ball well. They get they get points from a lot of different places. Um, got guys decent size. Um, no, no, they're not as big as the Luxor. They're more in the six four range. But they're big guys in the six four range. But they're long and they they play hard and they're athletic and and they have good they have good guards, very good guard play and good shooters. Uh, and they're well coached also by Greg Carter. Those those two jump out at you, but you you know you can't you can't um, ignore Meridian who. Hmm. Surprisingly, got defeated at home last week by Oak Grove. You know, in the in the in the, in the district tournament right. finals, uh, kind of kind of threw them kind of threw the bracket in a in a um, lopsided situation. They they now have to go uh, now. Should they win this this um their game this 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 Saturday, would have to re- travel to probably more than likely Biloxi for mm. the uh, quarterfinal game. So you have two very good teams that look to be on a collision course. Of course, we don't want to discount Oak Grove or uh, any of those teams, you know, but um, I don't want to discount Pascagoula Meridian plays this week. But, um, you know, you have two very good teams that are on, on the course. Um, um, Ron Norman, you know, mm-hmm. in the two straight state championships, and he has another very good team. They did play Biloxi earlier in the year at the very first game, and Took a pretty big loss to him, but I told people then I could look at the team and see that 
those guys were still learning new roles. And once he got them into their new roles, they would be good. And they went on a run after that. They For a long time, their only two losses were to Biloxi and Starkville. They've had a couple of stumbles here late in the season, but they are another very good team. Uh, and Lavelle, when you look down at the uh, 5A and the 4A levels, which teams kind of jump out at you uh, there? And I, I particularly wanted to ask you about Olive Branch, a team that's got some losses, but I think they've played in some really tough tournaments and some out-of-state play. And uh, the DJ Jeffries kid that plays for Olive Branch, if you could kind of give us a report on him. Okay, well, yeah, when you start talking about 5A, you have to start with – Olive Branch and now Center Hill, those two teams, those two two neighboring schools in 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 Olive Branch, Mississippi, um, in Desoto County. Um, um, Olive Branch has been the more or less number one general number one team in the state most of the year. They've got like seven losses, six of them all out of state to out of state teams. They played in a lot of showcase events this year, so they took some losses to some tough teams, but they also beat some some very good out of state teams. Uh, they've only got one loss in state, which was a controversial loss to a center hill this past Friday night in the district championship game, district tournament championship game. They had, they defeated center hill twice by double figures earlier in the season, um, in the last few weeks, and they they've been pretty dominant most of the season. And as everyone knows, it's tough to beat a a good team three times, you know, and especially especially a neighboring team, a rival team. Like that, so Cine, I, I gave Center Hill credit, even though I took the loss. There was there were controversial issues about the end of the game. I give Center Hill credit for being there mm-hmm. to, to to get that win because the last two games were both pretty lopsided wins for Olive Branch. Um, you know, Olive Branch is led by DJ Jeffries, the six uh, eight um, forward who's committed, who signed with Memphis and for, uh, formerly committed to Kentucky. He's a long-armed, athletic uh, combo forward. I mean, he can play the three or the four. He can step out and shoot the three. You know, he's very good in the mid-range on uh, mid-range block area scoring. He rebounds well, runs the floor well, makes a lot of athletic dunk finishes and uh, blocks a lot of shots. I mean, he's a he's a he's a specimen as a prospect. He's, uh, Memphis got a really good one. I was, in my mind, I thought he might have had a chance for the McDonald's game. Uh, he kind of finished just on the outside a little bit, looking in for it. That was. He did actually get some votes for the McDonald's game, so um, from, from some voters. So you know he, he's he's a, he's an exciting player uh, uh, and a great prospect for the next level. Um, you know, and, uh, and uh, you have to uh, my hats out to him and uh, and the Olive Branch for the season they've had. They've represented Mississippi very well out on the national stage during the season. Um, Center Hill is another team that. They actually got some national rankings at times during the season before some losses piled up later. They've only got four, two dollar branch. They only got yeah, four, two dollar branch, one to Starkville and one out of state. Uh there was lost to Starkville was a one point loss. Um and, and they, they they've had a very, very strong season also. Um they're they're um they're led by the guard of um Calvin Temple, who signed with um IUPUI up out of out of um, um, uh, up north. He's um he's a very quick guard who shoots the ball really well. Um, a former Olive Branch player who oh, transferred wow. over to Center Hill. Mm. Um, set out last year, came in this year as a senior and has led them very well. Um, they're another team that that you when you see them you see teams. Mm-hmm. They they play very well together. They execute well together. They're well they're well coached by coach by coach Newton Dealer. and mm-hmm. um they, Southern they, Miss they, guy, they, huh? 
Huh? Southern Miss guy. We Southern yeah, Miss guy. We know a Southern Miss guy Southern when Miss. we hear one. Yeah, that's Coach <laughs> very well. He did. He played in played, played in Tennessee Southern Miss. Uh, he's done a very good job. They've been a kind of a uh, a mainstay team lately. The last seven or eight years, they've had a number of runs to the, to Jackson and had some really good teams over these last few years. So, so they're not just what you would call a Johnny Cup. I wouldn't call them a Johnny Cup lately because mm-hmm. they've they've had a a sustained level of success over the last eight nine years. They they really have. So he's done a great job with them. I, I, that was a very big win for their program over Olive Branch. I mean, over Olive Branch Friday night. Um, you know, you start with the two of them in five a. Um, you know, um, and then you you got to talk about Callaway, who has the has the next most to me after DJ Jeffries, they have the next the most dynamic player in the state, and Deshaun Ruffin. The, the, the five ten guard that they have, he's 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 explosive. I mean, he's um. He's very quick. He shoots the ball. His shot is getting better every time I see him. He can get to the rim or, and get to the rim on anybody. Uh, he, he's got, he takes a bump and finishes. And he's he just he's he's he's, 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 he's an exciting player to watch. And they they they've had the up and downs over the season. A number of their losses have come out of state too. They 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 play a number of showcase out of state events. They've got like eight losses, but a number of them have come out of state. Um, they've been pretty very good in, in state and at home, uh, and um, they're playing some of their best ball right now. And actually, they and Olive Branch appear on a collision course in the in the, in the quarterfinals. Mm. Um, that, that you know that that naturally with Olive Branch and the Center Hill being in the, from the same district, they can't play again unless yeah. it's in the state championship. Wow, but um. You know, everyone, we we looked ahead. We kind of thought maybe it would be Callaway and Center Hill in that game. But, you know, due to circumstances, now it's Callaway and Olive Branch. It looked like they're headed to a collision course for next Tuesday night. Once again, we're joined by Lavelle Johnson from Mississippi Hoops. Uh, covers basketball, high school basketball around the state. And, Lavelle, I'm going to ask a question um, that has been brought up during the high school football season. Um you know, and all these teams we're talking about are, are trying to make uh, the state championship uh, in Jackson. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's still held in Jackson. But do you see the basketball side making some kind of a move like the high school football side has done? Do you see them moving away from Jackson and maybe taking the show on the road, visiting uh, other places like the Coast Coliseum or or maybe some other arenas on some of the uh, D1 campuses around USM, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, kind of like the football uh, side has done? Or do you see the high school basketball championship staying in Jackson? I don't want to rule out them moving them around, but a number of factors that I think may play in, to, 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 to keep it here is one, the – the centralization of this of Jackson in the state, um, with, with basketball being a game that you have to make multiple trips to Jackson, and they played such a wide range of games at times and, and, and throughout the week with, when they're playing during the school year, during with school going on. I think the centralized location kind of works really well for basketball, but also I think uh, I think that um, you know. 
back when they tried to have the Grand Slam and they had it in Tupelo. They just mm-hmm. didn't get great turnout up there. I mean, you know, they didn't get great turnout for the Grand Slam, so I wonder if they would consider moving it around again. But I'm sure that there's going to be some conversation that there are going to be some people that, that there are going to be some people that push for it, and I'm sure they will revisit. I feel sure they will revisit it. I don't know if they can take it to the college campuses because during this time of year, the mm-hmm. colleges are usually pretty much playing. Uh, even when they get to the Coliseum, some of them are still playing at home sometimes. Uh, but they may be able to take it to like some of the the bigger arenas, like you mentioned, the Coast Coliseum. Uh, you have the um, the center up in up in South Haven now mm-hmm. um, that they have up there. Uh, so I wouldn't put it past the thought that they might consider moving it. Um, but at, at this time, it seems to work here in Jackson. Um, it would help them keep it here if there was a a newer, better facility mm-hmm. here, which mm-hmm. may play a part in the eventual move of it. But at this time, I think it's, there's chatter, but it's not as big a deal right now to the um, powers that be as moving the football championships for. I know you call some games of L, so you may not appreciate this joke, but if they moved it around, that'd be kind of confusing for some of the Jackson uh, refereeing that goes on up that way. Now, that's coming from a Picune guy, so you can laugh at that joke. <laughs> hey, the, I, I promise you, when they get to Jackson, that's not just Jackson Reels in there. Hey, even if it may seem that way. Oh, Those guys man. from all over the <laughs> I, I'm sure that I'm sure they appreciate it. They tune in, too, hearing that jab. But, uh just good high school basketball played throughout our state, Lavelle. And we appreciate the job you do spotlighting that. And um, hopefully we can have you back on here in a couple weeks and get when everything's a little more finalized on exactly who's in Jackson. Maybe we can get to that uh, Elite Eight round. We can have you back on and just discuss some matchups, man, if you'll come back on with us. We'd love to. Love to thank you guys for having me. I hope um, I hope I didn't slight anyone that I didn't mention. Um, uh, you know, um, there, are, there are quite a few other teams that you know went six A and five A that definitely are, are threats um, to those to those guys that I mentioned. You know, I would throw out Oak. I mean, uh, Oak Grove is as, as a team. Gulfport is very good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, those guys are guys you don't want to overlook in five A. You definitely don't want to overlook Hattiesburg and Long Beach and those guys. So you know, I don't want. I definitely you have Coach Watson. Coach Watson will be calling you tomorrow afternoon if you didn't get him in there. <laughs> so I don't want any of those guys to think I've overlooked them, but you know, we did have time constraints. So That's I got right. the guy, the, the, the guys in the kind of we they kind of jumped out at the top level right then. But I don't want it. Those all those teams that I just mentioned are definitely threats in the uh to get to jackson and, and to make make some noise in jackson so uh you know but i'm just i'm just thankful for you guys to have me on i enjoyed it i, I look forward to, to um, coming on again in the future absolutely thank you lavelle man we appreciate your time and we'll visit again soon thank you thank you for listening to this week's episode stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come